1: hey friends have you noticed that no matter how much yoga we do we still may struggle in our intimate relationships yoga can and does help but at a certain point you need more relational practices and support from trusted allies my husband and i have a wonderful marriage but we're not necessarily the best relationship teachers in episode 315 i brought on the founders of the relationship school jason and ellen they live and breathe all things relational. Boundaries, conflict, owning your needs, attachment styles, and so much more. If you want to learn how to work through conflict better and communicate better, Jason is offering 50% off his Indestructible Partnerships course. Thousands of people have changed their relationships for the better with this course. Go to School slash Laura and use the coupon code Lara to get 50% off this life-changing course. Now, back to the podcast. Welcome to Monday Motivation. Today's topic is about stress. What is stress and what can we do about it? How does stress manifest in different ways? From my background in biological anthropology and anatomy, I studied our lineage and how we have changed as human beings over time. And from these studies, we know that the body has been experiencing stress since the time we were first humans, millions of years ago. Our ancestors had similar anatomical and physiological characteristics. And they also experienced stress in the same way. So now we're living in a ancient body but we are subjecting our body and our mind to the more modern day issues of living with chronic stress. So it used to be kind of a a rare state of being for our ancestors, stress has now become an everyday experience for a lot of people and a state of being we're now seeing the results of stress in all the different stress-related diseases. Think about how many times you hear practically every day how someone is feeling stressed out, they're stressed to the max, they're feeling the stress is taking over. You know, stressors that we have now identified are common changes in life, typically. You know, when people get married, when they move, when they... change jobs, when they have a child, when they experience the death of a loved one. Those are all stressors that have been identified and create stress for obvious reasons. But those are not just the only stressors. We now have stressors daily that we live with. And in these daily stressors, we're creating an accumulation of a life filled with stress. So whatever the reason for stress, the effects have been the same, again, throughout time. When we feel stress, when we are stressed, we have stress responses. And those stress responses then are manifested in different emotions and different physiological responses. So we might feel stress and we feel anger, tension in our body. We might have headaches. We might have poor focus, poor sleep, poor digestion. Whatever the stressor might be, the mind sends the signal to the body that a danger is present. So think about that. Even if there's not imminent danger, our brain is still signaling that we have that stress present. And when we have that signal from the brain, the response is that the adrenal glands, which are located above the kidneys, secrete stress hormones that act up on our autonomic nervous system. That's our nervous system that controls either fight or flight, which is a sympathetic nervous response, or rest and digest, which is a parasympathetic response. But we're not getting a lot of the parasympathetic responses. We're getting a lot of the fight or flight responses. With the fight or flight, we have an elevated heart rate. We get increased blood pressure. We'll have a focused mental alertness for a while, but that gets draining. We also have increased muscle tension. So all those responses were were ready, were good for us when we needed to, you know, flee a situation that was truly dangerous. Our body is trained to shut down or slow down systems that we don't immediately need when we're feeling the stress. So things like digestion and elimination, repair of the cells, growth, reproduction. So if you're in a stress state, those systems are affected. The stress response really benefited our ancestors. They needed it for just survival but it wasn't a daily thing. They would have a fight or flight response when something was truly, truly dangerous. And by having that in place, their nervous system was better calibrated because they would have times, many times where that danger wasn't imminent, their nervous system was normalized. We don't have that same benefit in our modern day lifestyle. Our stress hormones are peaked from various sources that are not actually imminent danger. So, therefore, our nervous system doesn't give us that uh, consequent resolution. You know, after you've had fight or flight, everything calms down. But if you're constantly in a fight or flight stage, you don't get that resolution. You don't get that parasympathetic response. So, by being in this low level of stress more and more of the time, our digestion, elimination, our sleep, our mental status, all are in- negatively impacted. And then we create this vicious cycle because those things keep signaling that we're stressed. You know, that it, so it's like a two-way street. Our body responds to our mind, our mind responds to our body, and both are signaling that we should be in this sympathetic nervous state. That's crazy. No wonder we're stressed if we can't figure out how to create a signal that says, Hey, you're okay. There's no reason to be flipping out. There's no imminent danger. So, what do we do about this? We have to convince our mind and body we're not in imminent doom. We need to learn how to relax, which is a phrase that isn't great to say because so many, if you just say just relax, that could actually make people feel more angry or stressed. But it is exactly what we need to do. It's really important for our systems. So what do we do about the stress? How do we create a relaxation response to get more of that parasympathetic nervous system, that that state where we can rest and digest, where we can sleep well, where we can eat and digest well, where we feel better and balanced and more harmonious? How do we practice relaxation techniques? Well, we have to, because what the good news is the brain is highly convincible. If we can practice these relaxation techniques, the brain will then signal to the body, hey, relax, chill out. Don't stay in this heightened stress where your, your cortisol levels are higher. Cortisol is, increased cortisol is directly related to increased stress. How do we impact those stress hormones? To reduce the stress and establish a more balanced nervous system. Well, studies have shown that relaxation techniques, you know, there's a lot of them that we can choose from. So you need to choose ones that really work for you and experiment. And these have been studied. So what are some of them? Grounding relaxation techniques. Just taking three breaths has been shown to lower your cortisol. Think about that. Ah, <sighs> Exhale out. And then take a big inhale and try and get that breath moving on all sides of the ribs. It's known as a 360 breath. This gets the diaphragm involved, which is highly linked to the vagus nerve. And the vagus nerve helps with relaxing the body. So throughout the day, take time to take those breaths. Yes, we're breathing all the time. That is, we have an automatic breathing that's going to be there when we're sleeping, when we're working, but we can add on to that intentional breaths for relaxation. And you can do this during the day at work. Of course, you don't want to take a nap, but you want to relax your nervous system so you're not in this stress response all the time. So that's one thing. Focus on your breath. Doesn't need to be a 10-minute thing. It can be a one-minute thing that will change the way you feel. Try it out. Taking three big breaths, maybe doing that right now. (sighs) Really letting that breath out and then inhaling. So trying three of those. Some other things, grounding exercises. What does that mean? Feeling that you are not in a flight state. So you're literally not ready to flee, but you feel grounded. That grounded feeling signals to your brain that you're okay. So it could be Grounding exercises, there's many of them. Again, it could be a form of meditation where you sit and you close your eyes and you focus on your breath or you focus on a mantra or you just observe your thoughts and watch them and don't ride them, meaning don't like hop on the train of your thoughts, but just observe them because you're training your brain, I'm not going to react to everything that my brain is signaling to me. That the thoughts are signaling, but I'm actually in more control of them. So sitting, closing your eyes, going out in nature is a great grounding. Going out in nature has also been shown to decrease cortisol. If you just take a break at lunch, if you're at work and you are you are not working from home, but if you're working from home, either way, get outside. Get into some kind of nature form. It could be on grass. It could be by trees. You could actually put your hand on a tree. That always seems kind of funny, doesn't it? But it really works. It gives you a sense of calm. It gives you a sense of grounding. And that signals to the brain, I'm okay. I don't have to be in this stress mode. Reaching out to a friend. Community any kind of connection has also been shown to be a great grounding relaxation technique. And in that, you certainly can vent to your friend. You can talk about things that are stressing you out, but go more for solutions than just ramping up the rage, so to speak. Share your feelings or just connect. Connect with somebody just to make your brain know you're okay, you have connections, you have support. This could be anybody, a friend, a family member, a colleague that you really feel secure around. So connect with someone when you're feeling stressed. And not just when you're feeling stressed, but regularly so that you stay out of that stress state. Another thing that has really been shown to have an incredible relaxation response is being around animals. So if you don't have animals, maybe you should think about getting one. A cat or a dog, people that live with animals have been shown to have lower levels of stress. There's something about being around animals because they are truly balanced in their nervous system. Even my dog, who is a highly wired dog, who who does have more stress say, than some other dogs, he has a balanced nervous system much more than I do. So being around him, seeing him just cuddle up in a chair and be near me makes me feel wonderful. Having my cat come up and cuddle next to me, sit on my chest. It's almost like he's saying, hey, just be here now. Just enjoy this cuddle. There's a connection there with animals that really gives us a state of relaxation. Journaling has also been shown to be a great way to relax, to get that relaxation technique. It's like getting your thoughts on paper They don't even have to be articulate. They don't have to be something that you'll read again, but it's almost like a download. And that has also been shown to be really highly effective at lowering your stress. And finally, just something like an object, holding an object that you relate to as that signals to your brain, I'm going to relax. So people might have rocks. Some people have crystals Some people have like little things, like the spry. There's a spry stress relief pillow, where that you just squeeze it, and just that kind of squeezing is a way of releasing, a way of grounding, a way of turning down the stress hormones. So what I would suggest is if you feel like you are stressed out, if and, and you might not even realize it, but examine like how are you sleeping, how are you eating, how are you digesting and eliminating, how are you breathing. How are you reacting? Are you really reactive? Noticing that will help when you feel like you're about to go yell as a response to something every single time, as opposed to like when it really matters. Can you stop yourself and just say, hey, is this worth it? Am I just making my stress worse by making others feel bad by yelling? You know, yelling has a place, but not every single day. So observing, grounding, breathing. Really get into a practice of releasing your stress and convincing your brain that you're okay because a lot of it is that simple. That's what's what's wonderful. The bad news is we're living in a modern day lifestyle in this ancient body that was much more balanced in a lot of ways. And we're subjected to a lot of stress, whether it's the news. So another thing you can do is how about Digital detox, we hear about that, but you hear about how wonderful it is. But are you actually doing it? You know, I know that if I were to look at the news an hour before I went to bed, I probably wouldn't sleep as well. I don't do that. You know, occasionally I've done it, and my husband will be like, Why are you looking at the news now? That's not a great idea. And I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. I'll catch up with it tomorrow. So have your times and days where you can look at something and the news might not be great and you're able to process it better. You're not putting it in your mind to then just stay there like an overnight and affect your sleep. Because if you don't sleep well, that's our time where we really repair and restore. So we'll continue to stay in this stress form. So figure out just a few practices at least that will help you eliminate this chronic state of stress so that your brain can feel better, your body can feel better, and you will feel better. And if you have any tips for reducing stress, I'd love to hear them. You can always write me on Instagram at laura.hyman. You can also reach out to support at lityoga.com because I see all those emails as well. Thank you for listening. And I hope you can feel a little less stressed just by thinking about eliminating some of the stress in your life. As always, I'm pulling for you.